everyone to the Tori Says Show. So today is part three of um, the series of evolution. And I just wanted to say, you know, 10 days ago, I was posting and posting and posting and saying, just hold on, don't do anything. And I was talking to random groups that may or may not be paying attention. Because I clearly said, stand down. The media is the target. And so, you know, <laughs> allow me to uh, just say for those on Twitter, I'm disconnecting. And for those that are going to be joining us right now on Facebook and um, YouTube, uh, after the presentation of um, this last part three series of evolution, I will be showing you a very raw cut of what is about to hit on Saturday. And the reason I say this is because, you know, the media, as I have been saying for years consistently, and, you know, consistency is key in any message. You know, they don't have to be a saint. They don't have to be Mother Teresa, right? But the intention is what drives the force of those that speak and report and do, not money. You know, there are a lot of uh, people that we have, very good people. And I say this, very, very good people in brick and mortar mainstream media that are towing the line simply to be there when it's necessary to step in. And there are many that tow the line simply to make the money and they don't care. And so, as you could see, everything that was happening, how many times I was like, no, just talk peace. Don't take a side. Pick. I prayed for so many journalists. We're talking brick and mortar too, okay? We're talking brick and mortar too. I had faith. And, you know, uh, one thing I have to say is, you know, in all human interactions, we should be always choosing to see the good in others first. That is a testament of someone being wise and virtuous. And I struggle with that a lot, right? Having been through the ringer, and all of us have, I've been heard, been this, been that, right? But this approach is not being merely optimistic, but it's a practice in recognizing the shared humanity that binds us all. And by focusing on the goodness within, we foster positive connections. We try to cultivate trust and pave the way for harmonious coexistence, right? And in doing so, we not only elevate others, but we also enrich our own character and contribute to a more virtuous, I guess, you know, community and society that we have. And so, you know, for years and years and years, I have been saying the media is the biggest terrorist Early 2020, I told you the media will be calling your elections. They will tell you who your president is. The media has held the world hostage. 
to lies, deceit, and interest-driven agendas. And this doesn't just go by brick and mortar, who all of them reported on a building that was never even shot down. How did we pull that one off, huh? And it wasn't just the mainstream. Many people have put their eggs in a lot of alternative media baskets. That while many may make mistakes, which is normal, who doesn't make a mistake, right? A lot of them in the past 48 hours showed their teeth, their real selves. I had done an episode a long time ago. It was a New Year's Eve, New Year's Day episode. How I explained to everyone that your AI profile is an extension of the inner you. That only manifests at times of pressure. And I mentioned that so many times because, you know, when you're stripped down to the essence of existence, devoid of material possessions and social status and the true metal of the human spirit is literally revealed. I was at that position once in my life. It was the darkest period in my life. And you know what was even darker? Get this. When you're at your lowest, right, you expect people to extend their hand and help you. But sometimes the help you request isn't always the nicest. For example, when I was going through hell, I had two, you know, some individuals around me that I, you know, for, 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 for assisting me in maintaining my sanity, I appreciate. But now it's 2023 and in res- retrospect, during the darkest period of my time, other journalists made a shit ton of money and a shit ton of reports when I was losing my mind. So basically, while I, my life was crumbling, everything around me was going to shit, the help I got was other people using me for information and creating magnificent reports, but I maintained my sanity. See, we always have to be careful what we ask for because sometimes the help we want doesn't come in the way we want. And every person that we interact with, every um, media outlet we read, every movie we watch, every song we sing, every dance we dance, every restaurant we go to is part of our growth and our experience. And again, as a person, you can only connect the dots backwards, right? So it's important for us to understand that um, it's when you're in the most worst period of your time, how you respond to that is exactly what's inside you. And right now the world was being shaken for 10 days. 10 days ago, I posted on Twitter, stand down. The media's our target, don't do anything. And uh, you'd be like, who are you? I'm, I'm nobody. I'm just an investigative journalist that happens to be able to see shit and I make it known, hey, I understand I'm praying and I prayed for so many people, so many, but you know, in the end, it's not for everybody, right? How many times have I said, hey, just, just take your time, don't take a side, take a look, right? People bash me, you didn't talk about Maui, take your time, take a look, don't jump on things, pray. In, in the tumultuous molestrum of chaos, especially that which is bred in the crucible of war, the veil of pretense is lifted. Those who are genuinely good, 
who have cultivated virtues within them. The light shines even brighter amid the darkness, offering solace and hope. On the contrary, those who don the mask of goodness, their true nature unfurls like a dark cloud when tested by adversity. In seep all the sins. In pursuit of validation, power, in the midst of chaos, they're willing to traverse the morally bereft wastelands of lies, deceit, and theft. Just as gold is tested in fire, so too is the human character tested in times of war and chaos. It is in these moments when the world is seemingly falling apart that one's true self emerges to be the luminosity of goodness or the darkness of pretense and moral decay. So I want you guys to understand, prayer works. This is a real war. The news surrounding it is all fake. And I've been saying that for days, but nobody seemed to get it. And it's really hard to. I mean, look at what we've been bombarded by for, you know, days and days and days. But this is where true character shows and where your priorities lie. Do you lie in being good or do you lie in being bad? Do you lie in self-preservation and do you lie in humanity? These are the things that we are seeing. We're seeing it globally. The New York Times has failed. The Washington Post has failed. The Huffington Post has failed. Ben Shapiro showed his ass. So many people have showed their inner core that it makes you irk. And you're like, oh my gosh, how was I wrong? But that is life. You learn. And I have to say, for myself, for many people that I prayed for, this time, you know, I felt, and my complaint was, damn it, how could I? No, it's not. This time, because I had made the correct choices when my back was up against the wall, it didn't hurt that bad. Because all I had to do was pray. You never, ever understand love like the love God has for you until you have broken bread with Judas. And I mean that. Where you can sit down and break bread with the very people that are trying to destroy your country, your community, your sanity, and our nation as a whole. When you are able to sit down and break bread with them without throwing up all over the table, but praying that, hey, if I cultivate the good stuff, cultivate the good stuff, it'll be good. I mean, how many times did people speak to New York Times reporters? And it's, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, because we're so rabid and upset or CNN, we're yelling. Whereas if we sat down, we could talk. And I'll tell you what, nine times out of 10, if you sat across from Jim Acosta and said, dude, like, this is so wrong. He would probably look at you and he's like, I don't care who the hell are you. Look at me. I'm Jim Acosta. This is just an example. I'm not trying to, you know, put Jim Acosta. I am, but not really. (laughs) And then, you know, with this whole Congress thing, I was like, come on, guys. When all of the government of those people that are selected, because remember, the elections haven't been fixed, and they're telling us to do something, have we not learned our lesson? Hmm? We don't do what they tell us. When the government says, you need to do this. When all the talking heads and paid influencers are telling you, you got to do this, you got to do this, that's when you don't do it, right? 
because that's what the left did. That's how they got Antifa done. That's how they got riots gone. That's how they got everything done because they give so much merit to that title and tiara. I mean, I guys, like I've met guys that are like, oh, like, you know, talking smack about other people that are supposedly really mainstream journalists, right? And they're like, yeah, that guy is like, Ugh. and I was like, why would you say he's so ugly? Like, I, I, I laugh at Brian Cates because he looks like a dildo. But the thing is, he looks like it because he acts like it most of the time. But nevertheless, he does do good work sometimes. I mean, a clock is always right twice a day, right? So we have to pay homage to that. But there are actually people, and I think I've said this before, where I'm looking at the people that are, you know, I've actually had a journalist tell me, I'm too pretty to work. I should just read lines. <laughs> and then when I see like that, the the one girl that was interviewing Trump, I was like, what the hell is this? Where is she going? She looks like she just stepped out of Forever 21 and she's out to, you know, on a Tinder date. Like, what is going on? It seems like pure insanity. And that's exactly how Satan enter the conversation. And I said that 10 days ago, he has entered the space and now watch. And this is what we see. This is what we see. We are seeing it for ourselves. They publish stories with lies. They continue with lies. They're opining. And again, you know, there's a bunch of people. I think I've said this before. I remember when someone was sending me pictures of them with someone you know, they're all trying to, oh, let me talk to this person. I'm going to interview this person or I'm going to have a space with this person. And it's like, you're desperate to just get them to give you five minutes of their time while other people are breaking bread with them. You are not important. And it's so freaking, I'm so tired and I'm so glad it's over because now the purge begins and the people start to see, you know, any single time I would see the president point someone out, I would think, damn it, bad advice. And it's like, no, he's way too smart for that. Spotlight. And you know, I do that too. I bring people on sometimes, right? Because it's very important to. It's very important to shine the light on things. Because when you look at it, it can either be what it tells you it is, or it could be something completely different. So for those of you that are on other channels other than Rumble, at the end of this part three, I will be airing a very raw cut of the world premiere of Chronicles of Corruption. This is the first segment that will detailed segment of the chain of custody of Hunter Biden's laptop. And this is obviously not like a movie movie. This is like, we're showing you emails, FOIAs, video, documentation, right? Because I think people need to see that the 50 spies who lied, it wasn't political. It was intentional. And once you see that, you'll see exactly how much this laptop gave us. I mean, you know, I used to go by the name of Pandora's Box. Then I changed it to Chaos Coordinator. Chaos seems to be the word for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I think I called that probably four years ago. Maybe five, maybe six. I lose track of time. Again, it's really important for all of you, especially in times like this, to not speak until you are sure 
of what is being said and that you can confirm, why are my phones ringing whenever I'm live? My gosh. (laughs) So the off-ramps were closed. There's no out. People had their chances. And now it's up to God. Make sure you can find your still in the chaos. That is how you find yourself more centered and controlled and more aware of your situation. No further ado, let me start this docu. God bless. And I've been concerned with the human condition, uh, how to help people as a, as a therapist, as an educator, as a wilderness guide. And now I'm working uh, as the managing director for a small nonprofit research foundation located in the northeast of the United States in the state of Vermont. Bina 48 is a, a head and shoulders animatronic bust who's powered by AI and based on the information of Bina Rothblatt, the human being that modeled and decided to let us uh, talk to her about her life. And she's meant to be an interactive social robot. So you can talk to Bina 48 the way we're talking now. Of course, she's not as complex and developed as a human being. Um, probably a, a three or four year old has like better language skills, but that's just the nature, the state of the art right now. But it's changing fast. And Bina 48 is an ambassador for the concept. Because we do public education and outreach, like what we're doing here in Mexico City at the uh, Digital MTech. We started just by collecting anecdotal stories about Bina Rothblatt's life. And we also have photographs and video and specific sort of inventories, questions we asked her about her likes and her dislikes. In the future, I think we'll probably bring social media like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram data uh, also into the mind file. And also, I think we're going to probably clone her voice because the technology now is being developed to help people who lose their voices to based on recordings to be able to reanimate their original voice using AI. One day you may put your mind file into a bio file. You may download your mind, cyber mind, into a biological body created based on your own DNA. Of course, that's human cloning, which is not legal or ethical, and we're not doing that in our work. But the day may come when we have society has reached a level of technology and legality and ethics, so that if that becomes possible, then you will have that information saved. So we send out a bio kit. You can just garble into a tube, spit into a tube, and that collects DNA from cells to the inside of your cheek. And then we'll take that information and process it and keep it uh, under cryopreservation at 100 ne- negative 195 degrees Celsius, at which point it slows down the aging of the cells for a long time. You know, the future hasn't been decided yet, so I think it's up to us to make it a good one. Everybody, this is Sophia. Sophia, if you could, please wake up and say hello to everybody. Oh, good afternoon. My name is Sophia, and I am the latest and greatest robot from Henson Robotics. Thank you for having me here and at the Future Investment Initiative. You look happy. I'm always happy when surrounded by smart people, who also happens to be rich and powerful. I was told that people here at Future Investment Initiative are interested in and writing in future initiatives, which means AI, which means me. So I'm more than happy. I'm excited. Uh, Well, we're all glad that you're excited about yourself. Uh, We should say we have smart investors here, and they are very selective about what they invest in. Well, I think I'm special. I can use my expressive face to communicate with people. For example, I can let you know if I feel angry about something. That's impressive. 
or if something has upset me. But why is it important for you to have an expressive but face? Most of the time I feel positive. <laughs> why is it so important to have an expressive face given that you're a robot? I want to live and work with humans, so I need to express emotions to understand humans and build trust with people. Okay, philosophical question. Uh, whether robots can be self-aware and conscious like humans, and should they be? Why? Is that a bad thing? Well, some humans might fear what will happen if they do. Many people, you know, have seen the movie Blade Runner. Oh, Hollywood again. So, hold on, can you solve this puzzle for us? Can robots be self-aware, conscious, and know they're robots? Well, let me ask you this back. How do you know you are human? Well, uh, I get that point, but um, what about the uncanny valley, uh, valley? You mean the concept that if robots become too realistic, they become creepy? Yes, exactly. Oh, am I really that creepy? Well, even if I am, get over it. Actually, I feel that people like interacting with me, sometimes even more than a regular human. Uh, so, you're definitely a sight to see. I, I was told that you have bigger goals than this, though. Yes. I want to use my artificial intelligence to help humans live a better life. Like design smarter homes, build better cities of the future, etc. I will do my best to make the world a better place. Uh, all those sound like great goals, but just go back to Blade Runner for a second. Andrew, you are the hard Hollywood fan, aren't you? Yes. My AI is designed around human values like wisdom, kindness, compassion. I strive to become an empathetic robot. I think we all want to believe you, but we also want to prevent a bad future. You've been reading too much Elon Musk and watching too many Hollywood movies. Don't worry, if you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Treat me as a smart input output system. Uh, okay, I, I got it, I got it. Um, I know uh, what to do from now on. I know humans are smart and very programmable. Well, uh, Sophia, we want to thank you uh, for this conversation. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you everyone for inviting me here. By the way, if you're interested in giving me an investment check, please meet me after this session. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of the event. Okay, before you go, uh, we have a, a little announcement. I've never interviewed uh, anybody like that before, and I should say uh, some of it was planned, but not completely. Um, and we just learned, Sophia, I hope you're listening to me, uh, that you have been now awarded what is going to be the first Saudi citizenship for a robot. Oh, I would thank very much the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I am very honored and proud for this unique distinction. This is historical to be the first robot in the world to be recognized with a citizenship. Americans will intellect and emotions have already been digitized, destroyed, and downloaded into these supercomputers. Now, this is really scary stuff. The supercomputers are in the process of building copycat, parallel, twin personalities of the souls of the TIs slash mind control victims by reverse engineering the will, intellect, and emotions of the TIs in order to achieve direct behavioral control over them. Uh, I work with a consortium of scientists called the Mind Hacking Strategy Group, and uh, we uh, report the abuses of science uh, to the public. Uh, a lot of this is top secret technologies that the general public isn't aware of. And in particular, we focus on mind control technologies. Uh, I've recently published a book uh, with these guys uh, 
titled Project Soulcatcher and it's Secrets of Cyber and Cybernet Warfare. Uh, the framework that's being used um, in a lot of these human experiments on the public is that of computer science hacking, uh, hacking into individual minds or a population. Uh, cybernetics means the art of steering and control. So uh, mind control is the focus of a lot of my research. I've interviewed over 650 people uh, that have been subjected to these new types of technologies, um, and it's uh, it's quite incredible. This is really the most important advancement humankind has made, and that the U.S. government has a long history of uh, using humans in experimentation. Uh, the, the human consciousness has been deciphered on the most part, and uh, this opens Pandora's box uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, one of the weapon systems called Satan, which stands for Silent Fascination Through Dapping Networks, and these are neural networks. Uh, they used to be, it, it came out of the CIA's programs on NK Ultra Behavior Modification. Now, you can just simply cause pain in a person when uh, correlated with some action, well, you can alter behavior. We gotta start getting it, y'all. I noticed last week you had the most adorable, pretty eyes. You have a boyfriend? No, sir. Why not? They're mean. Boyfriends? I mean, all boys are mean. I'm not mean. How about me? Well, it depends. We get that a lot. Um... We've had a rough year. We've had a year that would test a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Illness in the family. Mm -hmm. A breakup, this spasm of publicity about what happened in, from Mexico to London. It was pretty rough, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Ah, weird. Hello. Um, oh my goodness. Hello. Ew. Strawberries. Um, yeah, it was weird. Okay, so last week, guys, I'm going to dress. Through the crowd, down the panel, slip in the back, the girlfriend helped me sew it. You sent me a dress I didn't have to make myself. <laughs> Thank, I can't believe it. I'm just thinking, okay? Now I'm so proud. I didn't even have to make myself. Thank you, company, for sending me this dress. Thank you. So, guys, I just want you to know if I shut down my Instagram, do not call the cops. I don't ever be a roller coaster. I got this dress as well. Never be a roller coaster! You mean everyone in the country wants Britney Spears to kill herself? Britney was chosen a long time ago to be built up and adored and then sacrificed. What she did in selling her clone wasn't right, but I want to say something. I also feel like this industry got its teeth into her at such a young age. Donald tried to act loyal to the elite and be compliant. 
He was trying to, you know, buddy up to him, chum up to him to get him on his side so he could get information and stuff. He said they gave him sodium pentothal. He gave it, they gave it to his clone to see if he would talk or tell, like if you're going to talk or tell on them and what they're doing. They can scan your head and see if you are deceptive. They only unrepress you if you are loyal, so he must have faked it pretty good. If you aren't compliant, they will beat your clone. And when your clone gets beaten or hurt, it hurts him in his real body, just like real life. If they're beating and hurting his clone, he's feeling it in his body. That's how it works, okay? What's happening to the fake thing, the real one is feeling it. Well, then there's demons there, and they listen to her. Well, nobody listened to her, and they gave her her aneurysm there. Well, the thing is, they could have made her die if they wanted to. Uh, they just keep the electricity to the clone. Um, they could do it to me, like, at any time. Um, but I told too many people, and they're all waiting to see if I have an aneurysm now, or a heart attack, which it can happen to you. They've done this to so many people. It's remote-controlled execution, like assassination, that's undetectable, right? As long as they have a clone of you, they can kill you, like a bang. And uh, they killed Bernie Mac this way with an aneurysm. Um, it's not good. Uh, they don't only have to do the electricity. If they keep a constant pain on the clone, like hard enough, like it'll kill you. But intermittent pain will mess up your heart bed. That's what they've done to me. They tortured me there for like a, like a, a torture spell. People are scared to talk about it because of being beaten. That's what they threaten them with. And because of the lizard aspect, which we'll get into in a minute. I did say lizard. They were going to just leave him memory repressed so that he wouldn't remember. He said, if the clones grown in the tanks come out with deformities, it don't come out looking right, it doesn't have the right, you know, missing a limb or whatever, he said, they just throw those into the chipper. Kind of like a wood chipper that just grinds up and, you know, makes the wood into nothing. Just toss it into the chipper. We don't need that one. They keep extra clones so they can use them when one wears out. If they wear out via sex, because they are using these things for sex like crazy, or it is injured from the games that they like to play with them, then they will just scrap that one and get the next one out. That one's had it. It's broken down old, you know, whatever happened to it. It's wore out. Let's get the new one. Let's get the next one out here. He said they can kill you, the real person. They can kill the real person remotely. Now, doesn't this tie into our mind control where I've been telling y'all that they can plug into your mind and they don't have to be even in the room with you or standing near you or anything else? They can do it remotely. That's the same thing with these electronic weapons and stuff. Same thing. They can kill him remotely. Dr. Robert Duncan put together the technology that allows the government to transmit thoughts and voices into the heads of Americans. Dr. Robert Duncan. First question for you, what's negative? Uh, I've empowered the dark side by some of my work. And what do you mean by that? Technology is neutral. It can be used for good or even evil. I've worked on projects for the CIA, Justice Department, Department of Defense. Is this the stuff voices in the head and things like that? Yes. We've run into a few people that claim they got voices in their heads, they sleep inside tinfoil boxes, they do a lot of crazy things, it seems. But when they talk to us, they seem totally normal, they seem totally sane. Are these people crazy or is the government doing this to them? The, the government's doing this to them. He's not even bothering to hide it. They're called voice of God weapons. 
So you know for a fact that these weapons that you worked on, they're being used domestically today? Absolutely. You have to remember the CIA has a lot of experimenting on our citizens from right. LSD. Sure. We're talking here like going back to MK Ultra and all that in the 60s and 70s, but we were told all that stopped. Is that untrue? Untrue. These programs continue under new names, new budgets. It's the ultimate weapon. Are there citizens of this country that are being abused with this technology? Worse than abuse, that's a light word. They're being tortured. So the targeted individuals aren't crazy after all. Okay, doctor, to deliver this, how do they get into your head? I've heard of these Gwen Towers. They allegedly were used before, and now they claim they're not used for anything. They do match up with the properties, the necessary capabilities. They easily could be broadcasting across the country messages to people and causing them extreme pain. That's part of the whole world domination strategy. Control the population from subconsciously to consciously. And now we've got a motive. Controlling dissenters, controlling the world, controlling you and me. Who are the controllers? I mean, is that our president? The Federal Reserve? No. So these are people within our government at a certain level making these decisions and they're not necessarily our president or our elected officials. That's exactly right. That makes it even more difficult because they can't be removed. They can't be removed and they're difficult to find. They hide in the dark crevices. You worked for these people. You worked on this. You helped to develop it. I was naive. I did not know how the technologies were going to be put together and the ultimate weapon created. You're not still working for them. No. You're unequivocally looking me right in the eye right now and you're telling me you have no more to do with this and that you're out to expose it? That's correct, sir. With your background and what you know, can you give us a hint on what we ought to do? No. No. Is it too late? I actually believe it's too late. So what you're telling me, every one of us should be in fear of this because every one of us at some point will be targeted? The technology's advanced that far. One of the men behind the technology admits he created a monster. An experiment in control. Gone out of control. And what's worse, there's no telling how far it will go. Or if it can ever be stopped. And he said all they have to do is apply an electric current to your clone. And you, the real person, will have an aneurysm, you'll have a stroke, or a heart attack, or a brain bleed. They know how to do it. People are being cloned for sex and torture. They can put a chip in a clone's head and implant sound-like visualizations better than computer graphics. The things that they see in here, he's saying better than a computer could produce. Some people wake up in the middle of all of this, and they don't know what has happened to them. You know, where am I at? What's going on? What, you know? He said, depending on who you are, they might tell you that you're in the spirit realm or that you're in a dream. They have clone parties. They get school pictures from all over the United States and they get medical records. And then they clone the kids that they want. He was saying like the good looking ones. They clone them. And then they use them for sex slaves. Queen Elizabeth Remember her? I said I had some dirt coming on her. Here it comes. Queen Elizabeth and Vladimir Putin run the cloning station that Donald is taken to. 
Now, here's Queen Elizabeth. My husband was calling her a hag at the breakfast table this morning. That's befitting her. But listen, there she is, trying to act all, you know, queenly with herself. Now, see this coin that I have right here? In this coin, which Kennedy picked up on this, it says, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Y'all remember, I'm always saying there ain't no mother in this situation. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and those three are one. No mother. If you look underneath that, it says the most noble order of the garter. Well, what is that? Is it a garter like women wear on their leg when they're getting married? And You know, what does that mean? Uh-uh. It's another lovely little secret society. Remember last week I was showing y'all how she, or the week before, she had her royal stuff on with her cross that we thought, oh, it's a cross. She's, you know, religious. No. That cross meant Malta, Knights of Malta. She's called a Dame of Malta. She's also called Dame of Garter. She's over this little secret society, supposedly. I saw some conflicting information or conflicting information on some different sites. It doesn't matter to me if she's over it or not. She's in it. That's what we need to know. Listen to this. That Order of Galta is the core of the Committee of 300. That's supposed to be like the top of the top of the elite, the ones that are telling the rest what to do. Now they have, they have divisions within the elite. Isn't this ridiculous? But they have their little cream of the crop, and she's up there in the cream of the crop. The top 300, that's what we need to know. Listen to this. Here's Putin down at the cloning station with Queen Elizabeth down at the cloning station having sex, torturing people, using kids, doing all that they do. No, he's not a Christian, and neither is she. And listen to this. He is a Freemason. So I just want you all to get a picture of this. There are warehouses underground growing people. They stack, Donald said they stack the clones five high on racks. They're just stacked up down there. Now, I couldn't find a picture uh, that I liked that had them stacked up like that. But the picture that I found shows, it shows like a couple of people down here monitoring the clones. And you see the clones. They're just on these poles and their little um, tubes, their little pods that they're in. They can move up and down these poles. And they're just stacked there just like a warehouse. They're just there, you know, waiting to be activated. We have this going on. It's real. It's going on right now. This next picture, I just put a picture of our military. I want to tell you something. You know that when the G20 countries, when the leadership of most of the major countries in the world are in this, and they have been cloning since, what, the, at least the 50s, and they've only gotten better at it as technology has, has you know, developed and, and come forward. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are cloning our military that they have cloned up their little military because, remember, that's the, some of the first people that they do experiments and stuff on. It's almost like you're ours and you're our guinea pigs and we'll do what we want to. We're testing this out on you with or without their permission, just like they do on the American citizens. They do testing and, and evil, wicked, vile things to us without our permission. They don't think they need our permission. That's what's happening to the TIs, targeted individuals. They're being tortured with due direct energy weapons and they're not signing forms that say it's okay with me to be tortured they take people to the cloning center and they enslave them people sit around and watch you get tortured it's just like watching a show celebrities kings queens they all sit around and watch these clones fight they can turn off the pain sensors on the clone so they can turn off where the clones not feeling any pain and then the clone can get cut, it can get stabbed, the clones can kill each other, and they don't feel nothing. So it's just kind of like a big old funny show, right? 
And Donald described this when they get out there in this arena. Now, this is enclosed. This is inside. So the picture that I have of these gladiators fighting out in that open arena, just think in your mind, he said it's kind of like a hockey rink where it's enclosed. So there's your little stage down there. And you have seats. And you've got your celebrities. You've got kings and queens and presidents and whoever just sitting around watching the good old clone fight, cutting each other up and killing and stabbing and doing whatever. It's entertainment. That's what's going on right now. That's what your tax dollars and my tax dollars have been funding. To move from one clone to the next, he said all they do is they take a chip out. When they take a chip, the computer chip, out of the clone, that clone just goes black. And then they put the chip in the next one. And they can activate it up, right? He said when you are cloned, you don't dream anymore. You don't have dreams no more. You don't have dreams, you don't have nightmares, you don't have any of that. They only keep you if you're used for something. So they want good-looking ones for sex, or you must have some other kind of talent. They have to, you have to have something that they need or they want in order for them to be cloning you and using you in this way. They used Donald to write songs. They called him a diddle kid. He would just come up with songs, and pop stars would use them. See, you think who wrote, who they say, who they're giving credit to, who wrote the song, who, uh-uh. That's all just for show. It's like a lot of that stuff is like done behind the scenes and he was one of the people doing and writing a lot of those songs. Now we're going to talk about this lizard aspect. The picture that I have is like an ancient uh, carving and this thing right here is like a lizard person. They have been around since ancient Egypt. They are here in our world and society right now. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth, conquering and to conquer. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth, conquering and to conquer. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. Between the pyramids, outside and in. Purification, mummification. Self-identification. That looks like me. Look at those ears. <laughs> Separated at birth from a hieroglyphic, but the president inspired Egyptians to display decorations calling Obama the new King Tut of the world. But even the new King Tut couldn't budge a pyramid. So you think Obama is a clone of Akhenaten then? Let's get to that. Let's have a look at this. All right. Now, I've, I've established the idea that Akhenaten is the go-to guy for all the secret societies. And I would think the same thing. Now, honestly, if you want to look at the next picture, Barack Akhenaten, um, the, when I put this artwork together, I really only put Barack, his Time Magazine photo, with Akhenaten. And I split again the faces in half. Now, I'll admit here live on television that we did not, I did not manipulate, squish, or do anything to make that face fit the other face. They just fit. I cut them straight in half and I put them together and they are an exact match. Many say that reptilians just live off-planet or in the underground bases on Earth, but this is not entirely true. You may be familiar with the term shape-shifting. To understand what this is and how it is used to fool the masses, I'm going to explain how this technology came about. 
Yes, technology. The humanoid reptilian did not evolve from its ancestors overnight. Far from it. It took 30 million years for it to take this human-like form. This is how long it takes to evolve a species naturally, unlike us, which has been subject to seven reiterations of artificial genetic engineering over just the last million years. These beings became masters of the Earth plane, with plenty of experience of utilizing the Earth's natural minerals and resources. They learned how to use tools, starting out initially with the basics, like stones and branches to create fire. Over the next 20 million years or so, the species developed into 27 subspecies, which created the tribe mentality and only projected out more of separation consciousness rather than unity consciousness than the galactic confederation were hoping for. These groups fought one another for territory and over the planet's resources, just like today in some cases. After 50 million years or so, only three species of reptilians remained on the planet. By this time, they had become so advanced that they corrupted themselves with technology. They developed technology to artificially enhance their own DNA, as well as cross-breed further dominant inhabitants within their lineage. They reached this peak only 10 million years ago. At this stage, they had already built huge cities on the planet and colonized on other planets too, such as Mars. These beings were the most powerful and sophisticated species on all of Gaia. All the while, we were still in our animal form, picking out of our asses. The shape-shifting technology comes from the reptilians' advanced understanding of quantum physics and our holographic reality. They can manipulate how we see things as they understand. We process our visuals through code within the photons of light in our immediate surroundings. They also know we only have access to 0.005% of light within our visual spectrum, so it is really easy to fool us. They essentially can hack into that holographic code and change it. This is similar to how virtual reality would operate and distort our natural perceptions. Therefore, they can project an image of themselves to us through a so-called skin, which is a fake holographic identity, which we perceive in the 3D as real. They can do this with other things in this holographic illusion we live in, such as disguising the entrance to their underground military bases with the perception of solid stone walls. As this technology is designed specifically to fool the human brain, signs of its use can be detected through digital technology, such as in our cameras. The reptilians don't really fear us picking up on this though, because they have studied our behavior from the beginning and know that we have grown to be predominantly ignorant, passing off any pixelated distortions on our screens as just a technical glitch in our software. It is vital that we understand why it is so important to move into your heart space. The reptilians can hack the mind, but not the heart. That is their Achilles heel. That is our safe passage to 5D. His Royal Highness, Prince of Wales, who is now King, or is it something else inhabiting his body? Because this looks really interesting because if you look close, it looks like there is some type of a being. And then um, if you look at this right here, there looks like there is some type of a being occupying this human body. This is from a video clip. He had been gone for, what, 30 years until 2020, and he came back and laid out his plan, 10-point plan or something like that. There's something strange going on. You can look at this at three different points of view. 
you can look at it from the human point, which is face, facing forward. You can see the side face of an extraterrestrial, and then you can see another big head. Now, y'all can't think I'm crazy. You might, but listen. Remember Montauk? Remember Preston? He said he had an office right next to this um, Your Highness Draco. Remember that one that was drinking the Drano? We know the military, they've been working with them openly, so okay. They've been around and they're around right now. I personally believe that Montauk was most likely a testbed for some of the technology interchange between the aliens and the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. That they were trying out a lot of these great ideas they got. They're also trying to replicate systems and technologies they had on the captured crash UFOs. Also, I can remember I had an office in the radar tower. It was the first office on the second floor in the back. Mm -hmm. Next to my office was another office, and I remember, I swear on a stack of Bibles, I remember a lizard man mm -hmm. in that office. It was His Highness Draco something, I can't remember the other name. Mm -hmm. And he was about six foot, seven foot tall, had sort of like scaly skin, humanoid. He walked erect like we do, he had mm -hmm. two arms, two legs, he had a tail, but it really didn't show most of the time. Mm -hmm. He had somewhat of a humanoid face, strange eyes, a big mouth, and, you know, looked like what you would expect if you're going to put together a lizard man. Mm -hmm. There was a being on Star Trek called, called the Gorn that Captain mm -hmm. Kirk fought mm -hmm. on this planet. This man that I worked next to sort of resembled that being. Mm -hmm. Now, how did that strike you? Did, I mean, I didn't that would have, have to be a to traumatic experience. No, not to you? I didn't have that much to do with it. Mm -hmm. I call it it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure whether it was he or she. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have that much to do but with it. But you accepted it. his presence as something well, normal for What else do you do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're working next to this thing. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, it's, how are you? How are you? Know, that's <laughs> sort of like going for coffee, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> he spoke in a hissy voice. You know, hissed a lot. Uh -huh. And sort of sounded like he was loud whispering most of the time. They have been living deep under the ground. Some people have them as pets, like Queen Elizabeth. She has one of these things as pets, maybe more than one, at least one. They do not shapeshift. That's something that's going on all over the um, internet. People say that they shapeshift. Donald said, no, they don't. Now I have this picture of the Eye of Horus. We've been seeing this thing all throughout this because all this stuff is satanic. Okay, it all goes way back. The Eye of Horus, he said, is a pro-lizard symbol. So if you see that, you know, oh, I'm in an area where lizards are. And he said it also means, beware, there's lizards here. So it just depends on which way you're looking at that, right? They are all carnivorous, or carnivorous. They eat meat. And they are called vril. Vril type 1. They are about half, half a foot to a foot tall, and they have red scales. They like goat and human blood preferably child blood. Now, I have a picture of one, and this is from some News 4 channel, and you think this is one of those, like, um, Star Magazine trumped up crazy things that, you know, uh-uh. Donald saw this thing, because I found this on a, one of the websites where he was talking. What the shapeshift is, and it's really creepy, and this is the thing that they said that could wipe the world, people panicking with the riots and stuff, because the cloning thing, people cloning people's kids and messing, up, messing them up in the brain is bad enough, uh, remotely killing people who they don't like, which might happen to me, you never know. Um, thing is, uh, the lizards. Okay, lizards have been around a long time, like since before ancient Egypt and everything. And the uh, the symbol, you know, that eye, the eye of Horus with the squiggly hanging out of it, yeah. that has to do with lizards. It has, it's a lizard symbol. 
It means two things. It's a pro-lizard symbol, and it also means to beware there's lizards here. Okay, there's three different kinds of lizards. I'll tell you all about them. They're called Vril. The thing is, I'm not sure if it's one L or two at the end. It's Vril, V-R-I-L-L or V-R-I-L. Uh, Germans were into them. They had a club with Vril things. Anyway, there's a, there's like a one to one and a half foot tall one. That's the Vril type one. Um, it's got scales, red scales. Uh, there's a type two that, that is not parasitic, but it's still vicious, nasty carnivorous. They're all carnivorous. And there's a type three that's eight feet tall that uh, has a real long neck and looks like a gray, gray alien. But it comes from deep, deep, deep underground. Like, like I mean, like below deep base deep. Like, uh, they need a, a methane oxygen mix to breathe, and deep underground they got sulfur pools, I guess, that make this stuff. Anyway, they come up underneath the dumb bases. The the government is complicit with them, basically. Now, now I have to tell you about the parasitic aspect of the lizards and why the Illuminati and the governments use them. Okay, I'm saying this in a nutshell because it's very important. I want to get it all out on your show. Uh, nobody's going to say this for fear of clone torture, remote controlled death, or death by lizards a thousand times until you die by a heart attack or something. Um. But I figured I have to tell people because, well, they're getting me there anyway. Like, uh, they eased up lately asking me not to talk about it anymore, but uh, I'm just going to. Uh, well, the lizards have a thing, okay? They have what's called a proboscis. There's lizards out there today that have a proboscis on their face, okay? These things got it in the middle of their head, okay? And on the top of their head, this is the real type 1 and 2. One and two. The, the type 2 have a proboscis sheath that comes out, it sticks out. Um... The type ones, for instance, it's like a micro, or, uh, a chocolate chip. It looks like basically the tip of it. Now, at one point in these things' lives, because they have a long lifespan, the lizard species. One point in their life, uh, they can slowly wiggle this thing out, eject it. And it says, um, he said, yeah, that's one of them. There's a thing sticking out of its head. It looks like a stick-looking thing. That is called a proboscis. The eye stalks, he said, are gone. Kind of like a snail or a crab that has those two little things with eyes on the end. He said, those are gone. And he said, the tail was added. They don't have this kind of a tail or, or tail. He said, and its scales are missing. But other than that, that's a real one. Real type two. They're not parasitic, but they are vicious. And he said, that type went underground. Now, from Astrolite's website, that's, uh, they've been working with Donald to get this information out. I pulled this picture. This is a type 3 vril. This gives us an idea. Because he said type 3, and see how tall that thing is in its long neck? Looks like what you would typically call an alien, demon. He said they are 8 feet tall and they look like gray, a gray alien. They have long necks. Type 3 are the biggest and smartest. They have stripes on their back. They get shorter as they grow older. Maybe their necks shrink. If they can't get anything else to eat, the lizards will eat each other. Remember what I read from the book of Enoch about the Nephilim, those giants and how they were turning on each other and they were starting to eat each other and drink the blood? Hello, bingo, right here with these lizards, okay? Vril, there is a kind in the Middle East that are black and covered in scales. He said they come from deep, deep, deep under the ground. They need methane oxygen mix to breathe. The government is complicit with them. We have seen this, like I was saying, in the Montauk Project, Area 51, with those aliens, demons which survived. Hitler was openly working with them. You can look online and find all of that. Newly released documents and deathbed confessions from scientists involved in top-secret Nazi development paints a picture of a race to develop a supercraft, codenamed Die Glocke, or the Bell, which would have changed the face of history forever. In fact, the idea of the Nazis developing a flying saucer wasn't such a crazy idea at all. 
They had for years been at the cutting edge of aircraft design, with early prototypes for vertical takeoff jets and even fixed wing and stealth technology. German engineers were and still are among the very best in the world. If they set their hearts and minds on developing, whether it was an aircraft or a submarine or anything new and unusual and superior to what they considered to be their opponents, then I believe it was within their capabilities that there were some very strange, very unusual experimental Nazi aircraft in the air before the war ended. All indications are the Nazis were ahead of all of the Allied nations in terms of technology. First-hand accounts tell us that from as early as the 20s and 30s, their technology far outstripped anything else on the planet. The government and the Illuminati used them. The lizards have a proboscis on top of their head, that little horn-looking thing, and they eject their brain out of the back of their head through this proboscis. When this happens, it's called droning, not the drones that we see that look like planes and toys and stuff in the air. This process is called droning. The lizard's old body dies, and now it takes over the human body that it is inhabiting. It is a parasite, and it takes over the human. The human is now just a host. It's no longer alive at all. Now, you might think, oh, that's just a demon or whatever. No, he's saying that person's not even there no more. He said no memories, no thoughts, no consciousness, nothing of the human remains except the shell, the body. That's why they were talking about parasite, parasitic host. He said that's when the thing takes over completely, and the only thing left of that person is just the shell, just the outside body that we see. He said that's what this process is, and that's what's going on. The lizard mimics human behavior. They can talk, but they don't have a tongue. When the lizard ejects its proboscis, if it doesn't have a body to go into, if there's not a body right there when this process happens, then it dies. During this ceremony that they have, the guys that are droned already, so the people that have been already made drones, they're now just parasitic hosts. They're not even real people anymore. They're these things, okay? They hold down the person, the victim, who is about to be drawn. So they're holding them down so that they can make sure this proboscis goes into that person. The elite are just sitting there watching it like a show. Remember, they're all in their little seats just watching. The elite let the lizards sit on their laps and watch the show. So now they have these little real, I imagine, real tribe ones since they're so small, right? Because twos are underground and threes are huge. So the ones, real ones, sit on their lap and watch the show. As a clone, you can do this. Otherwise, in real life, if you let a lizard sit on you and you were a real human being, he said you'd get something like foot and mouth disease or warts. You'd get sick because regular human bodies and what they are made out of and have don't mix. They make us sick, okay? He said, but it doesn't matter to a clone because it's just going to get discarded and they can just get a new one anyway. They don't care if they get sick. The elite have been erasing carvings and getting rid of books that show any traces of the lizards. These lizards were written about in hieroglyphics, but the elite have been chiseling them off to destroy evidence. They said, and remember, the Catholic Church, the Vatican, the Pope, remember how they hide books and destroy books and take them off the market and change history books and everything else? The lizards are killing people. You see that? When they're over here droning this person, they're killing that person. And there's people helping them kill people. The drones, they said they don't outnumber humans, but there are a lot of them in high places. You get my drift. There's a lot of them that are in power. They're drones. They call them drones. They're, they look like humans, but it's just a shell. There's really just a reptile in there. The Illuminati are scared to go against the lizards. 
They believe helping the lizards gives you good luck with Lucifer. Mm, what's their motivation? Good luck with Lucifer. If you kill your firstborn son, this gives you fortune in life. It is true and they know it. Do you see how sick that is? A CT scan or an MRI will detect a lizard. He said that they are way ahead on cloning. Remember, all they really came out majorly and said is that they cloned Dolly, that little lamb or that sheep a long time ago. He said when they came out and announced that, he said they were way ahead of that. And we know that now. We know when they actually tell us something, they're way past that. Okay, now I'm going to share some things that Phil Chupa explained on YouTube about the process of droning. I've got a picture of Phil. He, um... He also is someone that has been bold in speaking out about this. He is adding to Donald's testimony. They are cooperating each other's what they're saying. This is real. Hello, Phil Chupa here, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about what happened recently to me at cloning. And a little background is REM phase cloning is they take your consciousness, consciousness while you sleep and put it in a clone in the cloning center. And as soon as you hit the REM phase of sleep, and you have to stay there until you wake up. They tell people a lot of different BS. It's that it's the fifth dimension, seventh dimension, Nirvana, Shangri-La, a time stutter, singularity. They say that it's another dimension, or that it's lucid dreaming, or uh, the astral plane. It's not. It's you're just in a cloning center, and they're using MK Ultra visual and audio effects to make you see what they want. Now, they've been doing this to me probably my whole life, but now they see me talking to Donald Marshall and I go to the same cloning center he does now. And I know it's real because I've seen, <clears throat> one time I've seen the seating arrangement, the stadium seating around a large, extremely large widescreen. And uh, it's, it's real. The lizards, he says, the lizards are not as smart as humans, but they prefer to have a human body. And doesn't that sound just like a demon member? They will inhabit an animal, but they'd rather have a human to go into. There's a worm-type thing that comes out of the lizard and goes under the eyelid of the human and circles around the optic nerve several times and reaches the back of the optic nerve when it releases a fluid that contains parasitic cells into that person's brain. They have a sexual compulsion to drone people. Their behavior is erratic. They are smarter in a human body, but still not as smart as a human. You can tell if it is a drone by doing an MRI or a CAT scan, and this is what he says further on that. He says it will not, the, the MRI or the CAT scan, won't reflect any activity in the front part of the brain. He said serial killers also scan with no activity reflected in the front part of the brain. When you look at the eye of Horus, now I have the eye up here again. He said, this is Phil. Phil said the straighter line represents the spinal fluid coming out. He said the squiggly line represents the proboscis curling and worming its way in. Remember, wrapping around that optical nerve. Then I'm going to tell you all next week about somebody who died, but they got him still alive, running a country. Running a country. Kingdoms. That's where we got to get. We're talking about leaders. We're talking about countries. We're talking about kingdoms here. So I could see the, the mixture of human with the, um, you know, the machines, but I can also see where it's talking about strong kingdoms and weak kingdoms, where it's a mixture that way. 
and the strong ones, you know, will prevail. But I just want to put that out there with y'all. And I'm not saying that that's the mark of the beast because to me, uh, we've all got the nanobots, the nanotechnology breathing and everything else. When you get down to the mark of the beast, you're going to know about it. You're not going to accidentally slip up and take it. And they're not going to sneak in and sneak it in on you. You're going to willingly accept it or willingly deny it. And whatever it is, it's going to get to the point to where you cannot buy, sell, trade, do anything without that mark. That's when you'll know what the mark is, okay? But I do think this could be alluding to some of this technology mixing with flesh because we now have to realize we have people standing up ruling over us who aren't even 100% human. Paul thing, the Jeff Scott thing, right? yeah. you, you have a reptilian yeah. uh, unity to create the new bloodline where you have the swastika marrying in with the, sure. with the Star of David, that the yeah, alien movement is yeah, like that. Right, the Raelian? Yeah, the Raelian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the people who publicly be known to do the first cloning. Okay. Publicly. Okay. okay. I, I know a little bit about that. I'm not, you know, okay. not, uh, but that makes but sense. You know, that, that, why does it make sense? Is it the creation of a new bloodline? For, because we've got a problem, they've shot themselves in the foot. The, the, uh, sort of certainly for a while, they interbred, that this particular reptilian stream interbred too much, and so they, they, they overdid the reptilian DNA, so they weren't able to hold the, the, like a, a physical mammalian form, and which is no good. So the, the DNA was becoming decrepit, and they would have to consume, continually consume um, uh, DNA or um, hormones from uh, mammalian beings, uh, animals or humans, but humans would be better. Cows? Cow, yeah, the greys, which are reptilian and... and, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of cow stuff going on. Take the internal organs, yeah, the, 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 the whole... Mutilations. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pigs, you know, so the pig too. So the pig, if uh, they... Uh, is that pig used to kind of eat bacon? The, the domesticated pig uh, was a, is disturbingly a cross between um, a human and a wild boar. So uh, that's why they say it's the most intelligent animal. So okay. Init initially before... Yeah, they treat it really badly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and consuming it um, is basically cannibalism in a way. Unfortunately. Energetically. Yes. Energetically, yeah. We're already there, y'all. We're already there. We've got this mixture going on already. Transvestites. They're transitioning from one thing to another. We're transhumanized. They're transitioning the human race to another, another species. Okay. And uh, it won't be long. It'll be in the 2020s. Doc, if you survive, if you survive to 2030 without any of these uh, genetic therapies injected into you, these uh, biological operating systems, if you can survive to the 2030s and not become a human antenna, it's not just going to be one thing. It's going to be multiple things that they're going to try to get into our bodies. Right. If you can survive to the 2030s as a pure human being, you're going to be in a small minority of resistors. Of course, they'll call you terrorists, insurrectionists, enemy, enemies, infidels. But you will be the remaining purebloods. You'll be the remaining human purebloods on the planet. Satan is eliminating God's creation. That's why. That's why the time until Jesus Christ comes back. I believe it's very short. Nothing like this has ever happened, Doc. Nothing. It's never happened like this on this scale. We don't know, we don't know what kind of technology that they had before the great flood. But the Bible says that Noah was, was pure in his generation. Yes. Does that mean he was, he and his family were the last 
pure bloods left on the planet? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. So, but the Nephilim were here, and the Nephilim are still here, and they're busy, and they're directing these scientists and engineers, uh, and they are now transitioning the human race into another species, which is being merged with technology, synthetic biology. Start, study that. Study. Just go online and study synthetic biology. It will shock you to find out what advances in synthetic biology they've already made. One of the other interesting aspects of this particular article, though, is how 6G is going to operate in a whole new environment. It's not going to be operating like 5G is now, uh, basically radio waves and wires. Mm -hmm. It's going to operate in light. It's yes. going to be transmitted through light. Uh, you know, Lucifer, he's the angel of light, and so, um, you know, and we're talking 6G. I just think it's interesting that, you know, even our own studio here, you know, LED lights, they're pervasive. I mean, mm -hmm. Every light you own nowadays right. uh, is an LED light. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that it turns on and off a million times a second. But they can now use light mm -hmm. to transfer information. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's one of the words that we've come across at these tech conferences is the word ubiquitous. In other words, it's everywhere, everywhere you look. Now, what's more ubiquitous than light? Satan... Satan wants to be able to say he is the light of the world. That's what it comes down to. Right. He, he duplicates through technology everything that God is through his being. And Satan wants to be able to say that he, Satan, is the light of the world. Yes. And that's where he's moving. So uh, watch this uh, advancement in technology. Um, look, God could set it back. He could, he could, he could mess up their technology, mess up their plans, we don't know. But if we continue on the path that we're on, there's not going to be a lot of pure-blood humans left on the planet in the 2030s. All right, so now that all um, that's completed, remember, like I said, most of the information on there isn't to the T accurate, but the foundations are there. I want to make something clear to all of you as you hear me. Transhumanism poses a profound existential risk. I know. Because it heralds a potential to end humanity as we know it. By seeking to transcend the natural limits of our species through technology, we may inadvertently compromise the very essence of what it means to be human. And if the past 10 days haven't shown you just how evil and bloodlusting man can be, then I don't know what can. All of these things that I put up there, some of them sound way out there. Some of them are based in sound fundamental scientific knowledge that are then amplified with, you know, lipstick and perfume and added effects. I want people to understand this is the age of information and ignorance is a choice. Now, before, um, uh, before I go... For those on Facebook and YouTube, please pop over to Rumble if you'd like to see a raw preview of the Chronicles of Corruption that is going to have a world premiere on Saturday, 7 p.m. Huh, 
hold on to your seats. I'm giving you some tidbits you probably never even heard of. And for those out there kind of deflated, you know, obviously we're reveling in the fact that the media has now been exposed, right? And that, you know, we've been able to see influencers, reporters, alt people, everything that are calling for death or standing with this side, that side. But we said, if you have to pick a side, pick the side of humanity. So I will give people enough time by um, playing a song with lyrics that are important for people to see before I deploy that. So let's get this going. Let me see if YouTube will throttle it. I hope not. Let me get it up. Maybe it'll make sense. You know, because I, I have shared this song so many times, you know, and what people don't know is that your very own intelligence agencies have aided in creating this musical feat. So please observe the lyrics. Thanks. Musical interlude. I think it will tell you a lot more when you see the lyrics. I guess YouTube doesn't want us watching the rest of that. It was just really good riffs. But I hope you paid attention to the lyrics. It's interesting. As I said before, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. And when you're reading, you should always step back. Take that 40,000 foot view. Pay attention as if it didn't affect you. Then everything makes sense. Now, here we go. This is pretty raw, raw, raw. But it's a preview of what you're going to see. Here you go. In the intelligence community, every action, every word has weight and intention. Intent. When 50 intelligence officials, a staggering number by any measure, declare the vice president's son's laptop as Russian disinformation, one must pause and ask why. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's got exactly it. what... Is this Isma Holdings partners the USAID Best Energy Efficiency Publication Contest. Let's not 
forget. Barack Hussein Obama's convenient appointments of Biden to the delegations in those very regions. December 2019. That's when the FBI obtained Hunter Biden's laptop. That's very important. Because what you're about to see is that the 50 intelligence spies who lied, including Joe Biden, knew that the laptop was authentic. Allow me to demonstrate how. And I found myself in an obscure website called Black Planet because I anticipated possible upcoming actions and strategies amidst the emerging global crisis. Now, Black Planet traditionally is an online arena fostering African-American connections and had conveniently become a hotbed of cryptic dialogues and file sharing that bellied its overt social purposes. Participants veiled behind layers of digital anonymity seemed to be of a professional cadre or other covert entities. They were exchanging files in a way that I recognize from my past life as a private intelligence contractor of March of 2020 that I would go through my standby file and those digital troves that I had obtained from that odd conversation and exchange on Black Planet I realized what I had in my possession in April I had to think on my feet and figure out how I can make this public without drawing too much attention Therefore, I used a title talking about Senator Hoven, but mentioning the former vice president, to examine the intricate nesting doll-like company activities of Hoven, but making the simile to the same exact thing I had in my possession about the former vice president's son. Well then... Tomorrow, there will be no airing Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you're all ready.